What's up, Wolfpack fans? We're back with another episode. Uh, first, I'd like to say thanks for the awesome response to the James Washington interview. Uh, if you hadn't had a chance, go check that out. Maybe after you listen to this one, but it was really good. Uh, it doesn't matter that it was a couple weeks ago. I think there was really awesome content there. Go listen to it. I highly recommend that. Uh, the response was so strong that we thought we'd keep our interviews rolling. Uh, we have another special guest. He preferred to keep it anonymous, which I understand. Uh, but I'm sure if you follow any NC State sports on Twitter or social media and, and generally you've seen his handle, uh, we have the Wolfpack Patrol, at Wolfpack Patrol. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. Uh, we had some fun, had a good conversation. I think you'll like it. Thanks for listening. All right, folks, let's get right into it. I have my friend and Wolfpack super fan, Wolfpack Patrol. Patrol, thanks for joining us, and welcome appreciate to the show. Appreciate it, buddy. Thank we, you. We appreciate you taking the time. You're, without a doubt, one of the most passionate Wolfpack fans I know, so tell the people, what is the Wolfpack Patrol about? Simply, it, all it is is a way to highlight that all the positives that NC State has. I mean, you, you look at that school in general, the academic side, the athletic side, it's just a way to, to kind of show people that you can come to school here get a great education whether it's football basketball whatever you're playing play for great fans great support and set yourself up for life after four or five years i mean i think with a lot of not negativity out there especially in the twitter world and social media that i think that's a you know a refreshing look at it so how did this come about i i was on twitter you know just you, you you follow different things, especially when you're a sports fan like me. And I saw all these other schools, these fan accounts, and they were promoting the school and they, you know, getting the word out about the school and, and showing all the positive to it. And I thought to myself, well, why didn't NC State have something like that? And being a state fan since I was born, I figured, well, I'll start something like that. It won't turn into much, but I'll do it. You know, we'll have a little bit of fun with it, you know, promote NC State. I had no idea that it would turn into what it is now. You know, I, I had no clue, but the whole purpose of it was mainly just to, to showcase NC State and what it has to offer. Well, you've got quite a loyal following, so I think that shows what you're what you're trying to do is, you know, you're doing it well. So I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, I think so. So, so let's get into it. Let's get into the football. How do you, how do you feel about Coach Jordan? How do you feel about his staff so far? You know, I've been around for a while. And, you know, that staff recruits harder than anybody I've ever seen. I mean, you know, you, you constantly, anywhere you go, you hear about NC State coach was here, NC State coach was there. One thing I've noticed in following recruiting like I do, they don't, it doesn't matter to them if they're going up against, you know, a D2 school or a national champion. They don't back down. If they want a kid, they go get them. Um, what I love more than anything is the honesty. They're, they're straightforward. They're honest. They're up front with guys. They don't try to play the recruiting games. They give it to you straight and let you make your own decision. I think that's a refreshing look at it. I mean – I remember in previous staffs, right, they would try to isolate the kid that nobody was, you know, going after, right, because they didn't want to have that 
exactly. put that effort into a guy that they might not get, right? And the staff takes a different approach to it. You can't you can't win it if you ain't in it. <laughs> Absolutely, right? I mean, if you don't try, you'll never know. Yeah. I mean, you, you take just the last couple of years and look at the kids they've got. I mean, yeah. Hines, Frazier, Gillespie, Roseburg Street. I mean, those are national recruits. It, it's unbelievable. It's, it's, you know, it's no secret that he's recruiting at such a high level. And I said it in the previous podcast, program's in the best shape I think it's ever been from a talent standpoint. Yeah. I mean, three was it two years in a row we've gotten the best defensive player in the state and probably the best player in the state with Roseboro Street. You know, and we're in a good position with another, you know, the next guy, Dexter Lawrence. I mean, that's a that's an amazing job from a staff. I mean, that's something we've never seen. Yeah, I mean, now now Chuck Chuck had some talent when he right. was here. Right. But he never could keep a staff together to maximize that talent, to take that talent where it needed to go. Right. Now, what I see from the outside, you know, just looking at it and being a fan, it seems like we've got a staff that has, is bringing the talent in and they're keeping the staff together that can develop that talent. And you know as well as I do, continuity is huge. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that, you know, I think that was probably the biggest downfall in the Amato era, right? He couldn't keep any of his assistants. Exactly. One year, one year we'd have a great defense. You know, one year we'd have a great offense. Mm-hmm. Just couldn't put it together. And then teams would come in and poach in our best guys. There's no way we should lose, you know, one of our best recruiters to Georgia Tech. I mean, that was still one of the most frustrating things when Caldwell left, you know, because he was the guy that, you know, they, they leaned on. Or he was O'Brien's guy, never mind. But anyway, so he was still the same, the same principle, right? They couldn't yeah. keep the staff together. Could not keep the staff together. And, and if you don't have a, a consistent staff, yeah, there's been a couple of small changes with this staff. But the, the core group, the core consistency is there. And those kids are used to that. And that's that's huge for them. I, th- I think so. I mean, you saw at the end of last year when Tennessee came after Canada. I mean, that's no secret. Everybody was like, oh, we're going to lose him to Tennessee. And, you know, what did he do? He didn't go to Tennessee. He stayed mm-hmm. in Raleigh, right? He's not going there's, to the- There's something about the Raleigh area that, you know, it, it's it's a good place to be. Right. You know, and, you know, I mean, with the talent that's there now and the talent that they'll bring in, I mean, it, it's, it should be a coach's dream to, to be able to coach that kind of talent knowing, you know, if you know what you're doing. And they know what they're doing. Right. I mean, I think that's... It's the perfect point, right? It's a great place for the, these young coaches. Are you know, staff's pretty young, so they're raising oh, yeah. young families in Raleigh. I mean, the continuity of staff. I think that's one of you know the best things Doran has done. He's not only recruiting you know high level players, but he's keeping good coaches. You know that other schools yeah. want, and I think that's that's awesome. Exactly, I agree with you a hundred percent. All right, so Wolfpack's two and zero right now. Would how do you see them finishing out the year? Well, I mean, the the fan in me says twelve and zero. Let's go win a national championship. <laughs> I mean, hello, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think realistically, nine and three. Right. Um, I could see ten and two. Yeah. You know, you you never know what's going to happen from an injury standpoint. True. But I mean, this team, this team's got a lot of potential this year, next year. 
years to come. But if I had to put a number on it right now, I'd say nine and three. I think that's fair. I think it was my prediction early in the year. You know, I'm sitting here watching yeah. Clemson and Louisville, and neither one of these teams is really impressing me. So, you know, the, those well, games are – Well, I'm glad we've got them both at home. I, I mean, that's great, right? I think that's – those are uh, two winnable games that you previously would have looked at and be like, well, I don't know about those. I think that's – Yeah. And yeah. by the way, speaking of both of them being at home, man, y'all better be loud Halloween night. Oh, that place is going to be insane. It's going to be insane. Y'all better be loud. Yeah, it's not even going to matter. Like, it could be a 12 o'clock game. The place is going to be nuts. It's going to be crazy. Yep. Yeah. I want it louder than it was a couple years ago when Florida State came in and got beat. Oh, it, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be something I think we've never seen the atmosphere like, you know, we're going to have. Well, it's going to be a big weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I, I think the Atlantic's up for grabs. You know, I, I know there's some heavy favorites, but I think we're right there. You know, we're in it. I don't think. That anybody is standing out among the others. My, my only concern. Was, go ahead. No, I was gonna say my only concern with state was, uh, you know, like you said, injuries in the offensive line. You know, we've yeah. got to get, we've got to keep that offensive line healthy. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, it, you know as well as I do, it starts with the front five. Yeah, absolutely. If your front five aren't solid, yeah, you're not solid. Right. Um. But you know, speaking of the divisions, it. You know, it used to be that there was a pretty even split between top and bottom. And I don't feel like that split is, is you know, even as it used to be. Right. I agree. And I really don't. But, yeah. I mean, being a diehard state fan, you know, I'm always going to – I'm a glass half full kind of guy. <laughs> so, you know, but then again, win, lose, or draw – I, yeah. I'm gonna be there. Yeah, that's and that's the the anomaly for most state fans, right? We're all chicken little. The sky is falling anytime something happens. That's just the mentality I think most state fans have. Well, I I posted on Twitter. I want to say it was back in January, and I don't even remember what it was in reference to. But I post it from time to time. Relax. <laughs> R e l a x. Just relax. Don't... <laughs> but we don't have any recruits. What's going on? Relax, people. <laughs> I try to tell people that they'll tweet at me, and I'm just a fan, you know. And I'm thinking, I'm, hey, just relax. Right. Let it be. It'll work out. This staff knows what they're doing. I, from the outside looking at it, I have no doubt this staff knows what they're doing. Yeah, you can you can tell that. I mean, you look at the previous years. They've it's they've recruited late, right? They've they've gotten they haven't panicked. They've gotten the guys they've wanted, and you know they got them. They've gotten them later, which is fine as long as you get them. It doesn't matter when they are. Nope. Nobody worries about when they when they committed. Right. They're playing for you. It doesn't matter when they committed. If they committed two years before or day of signing day, it does not matter. Yeah, I think it's one of the things that the staff also, you know, you know, does really well. They recruit well, but they have a plan for it. You know, they plan. Yeah. They know who they're going to go after, and then they have, you know, if it doesn't work out, they have other guys that are going to, you know, fill in the gaps. Yeah. And they don't panic. And, you know, if you look at Roseboro last year, right, he committed and then deep committed and committed to Michigan and committed again. You're like, what in the hell yeah. is going on? But they didn't panic. And in the end, you get the best player in the state. He's on our team. You know, no doubt. It's like 
Chuck Amato used to say about a kid committed to another school. Well, I know my competition. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, you know, and, and, and the thing about this staff, you know, as somebody, you know, just watching, it does not ever seem like they're reaching for a kid or they're right. scrambling. Right. It's like you said, they seem to have a plan in place. Yeah. I think they follow the plan. That's awesome. I, I mean, it, it's comforting <laughs> as a Wolfpack fan, right? Yeah. It's, it's comforting yeah. to know that. It makes me sleep easier at night. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? <laughs> so, like, go, going into this week, right, we've seen ODU's put out there that this is the their, their biggest game ever, right? This is the most important game they've ever had. And, you know, it's some of that old Wolfpack fan mentality starting to creep up. People are like, oh, we're going to lose. We're going to lose to ODU. Yeah. How do you yeah. feel this? How do you feel this week's going? Well, I mean, you you got to look at it this way. You're going into an away game at night. Right. I don't care who you're playing. That's a tough game. Right. I mean, let's, let's be honest. And, and, I mean, the stadium, I think, holds 20,000. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but that's their biggest game ever. Yep. So, you know, we're going to have to come out from play one, in my opinion, and go to work. Yeah. We can't take a quarter off or half a quarter off because, you know, let's face it, it if you take a quarter off and for some reason Old Dominion's up seven or ten to nothing after the first quarter, their thinking is we, we got we got a chance. But go ahead and end it early. Yeah, absolutely. You know, go out there, play your game, do what you're supposed to do. You know, old coach from my area used to say, if I can go tell them what we're doing, that if all 11 of you do your job, they can't stop you. And yeah. that's all we've got to do. Just go to work. Um, I mean, I think, I think it could be close in the first quarter, first quarter and a half, but – you know, this team's prepared a lot different than teams of past were right. prepared. Right. Uh, and I, I just, I mean, at, at the end of the game, I think the Pack fans, for the most part, will be satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so. I would hope so. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's. It's just a, it's an old school mentality that's coming back into play, but this team is, it seems to have a different air to it, right? They carry themselves a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And yep, there's I, a different attitude about them. Right, and I think part of last year when ODU kind of okay, gave us a little scare, right? It caught us off guard. Um, oh yeah. I think most of these guys were here and they remember that, right? So I don't think yeah. they're going to take it for granted like they had before. Yeah. I think Old Dominion may be more one dimensional this year. Right. But the quarterback they had last year, if I'm not mistaken, is on the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, roster. he is. Yep. And so, you know, I mean, they're going to run the ball. Yep. So, basically what that means is that front four, go to work. Yeah, I think you that's – you said it starts up front on the offensive side, but it's the same thing on the defensive side. Absolutely. Their little running backs got back-to-back 200-yard games. There's no doubt that he's he can run Yeah. he's good. Yep. So I, mean, I think the key if, is to stop him. If we keep him under a hundred, you know, I think that oh yeah. bodes pretty well for the for the outcome of that game. If if they come out and play defense Saturday, like they did this past Saturday, yeah. I, I've watched a lot of NC State games in my life. Right. That was one of the better defensive performances I've ever seen. 
shutout against anybody's good performance. Yeah, and I think I looked at the scoreboard, and I could be wrong about this. At the end of the third quarter, they were showing the stats. Right. And I think Eastern Kentucky had 102 yards of total offense at the end of the third quarter. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's impressive. It's, I don't, I don't yeah. care who you're playing. Yeah. You, know, you, you can be playing, you know, J.H. Rose, Garner. I don't <laughs> care. You hold a team to 102 yards of offense in three quarters, you know, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it, and it showed in the first week, too. Like uh, Coach pointed out, they had a couple big plays that gave them, you know, more than a third of their yardage, right? Yep. You take away those big plays and, you know, they're down to 150-ish yards on total offense, and that's, I mean, that's I, ridiculous. I think yeah, three plays, and they, uh, three plays, 156 yards or something like that. Yeah. You take, it's like you said, you take them away and you got another solid defensive performance. Yeah. And you heard what Coach Doran said after the first game. We've got to correct that. You go into the second game, it was correct. Yeah. I, you you I see progress. Yep. No doubt. I think that shows. And, you know, I think the, some of the younger guys getting in the games, one guy I've really been impressed with is Mike Stevens. Tocho got hurt. Oh, yeah. Stevens comes in and he, he's playing, you know, like a veteran should play. He's all over guys. He's looking for the ball. He's he's active. I mean, I, he's been yep. really impressive. I think he's one guy no one talks he, about. He is a prime example of a guy that we got late. Yep. That people were scratching their head. Yep. What? Huh? (laughs) Trust the staff, people. Trust the staff. (laughs) You know, he was a Kansas State commit that switched late to us. Yep. They know what they're doing. Yeah. You know, I mean, I could, I could. The list of kids that I could run down that people scratched their head about and now look at them now is unbelievable. But Stevens is a prime example of it. Look what he's doing. Yeah. I think he's gonna he's gonna might hold on to that spot. It's gonna be tough for for anybody to break into that one. I think he's got Well he has certainly worked for it. Yeah. And it shows. Yeah, I think that. I think it shows. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean I you know, I'm interested Saturday to see how Shad is incorporated back into the offense. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. How how involved yeah. do you think he'll be? I, you know, him and him and Days are a heck of a one-two punch. Well, that's brutal. That, yeah, Days gives you that I can play slot, H-back. I mean, that shiftiness. Thornton just gives you that I'm going to run it right at you, and I dare you to try to tackle me. <laughs> yeah. And when you get that one-two punch along with Jay Sam. Hines, Ramos playing out of his mind. I'm so glad to see him yep. first two games this year. Yep. I'm just interested to see how incorporating Shad is going to to be in that, that game Saturday night. I think Days you know, will get the bulk of the carries still, but I think Shad is starting to he'll, – he'll pick up some of them, you know, obviously probably more than a third of them. But, you know, I think that's kind of how they'll, they'll work it if I had to take a guess. And it's going to be – that is a that is a potent one two combination right now. Days and, and don't forget, so good. Oh yeah, and don't forget you got Nichols, yeah. you got Glassby. You know, I mean, honestly, if they keep improving, they're going. You know, they're already dangerous, but they're only going to get better with each game. Yep. 
So, but I, Ramos, Ramos has has impressed me. He's been a resurgence has been much needed, right? He's a he's a true wide receiver. We saw it in his freshman yep. year. Lord knows what happened last year, but this year you can see he's got a little bit the confidence, and he's you know he and Jacoby are starting to vibe. He's going up and getting mm-hmm. balls. He's just you know he's kind of the guy we've needed, right? You know, a big tall receiver that can make these plays. Uh, yep. It's awesome to see him out there, you know, making making the plays and stepping up into it's, the, it's, the question mark. It's definitely something that's been missing. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've heard people, that, you know, the last two weeks, well, why are we doing this and that? I don't have any clue if this is correct or not. But I would venture a guess to say that you're probably only seeing 25% of the offense and the defense right now. I think that's Meaning that, yeah, they're hiding another 75% because right now they're not really needing to use it. Right. I mean. Yeah, I think that was a question maybe Dustin asked last week was, uh, you know, are we settling for screens and dump-offs or those those design plays, right? So, you know, is is Jacoby checking down or are we just throwing short passes because that's all we need to do right now? Right. Right. I mean – I, I I don't think that we'll truly see the whole offense until October first. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, when Louisville comes in the time. Yep. Uh, then I think you'll see everything. But then you know, Coach Canada, he's one of those coaches. He's always got something in his back pocket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you just never know when it's going to show up. Yep. You know, I, mean, I, I mean, in my opinion, if I was the offense coordinator. I'd line up, let Jay Sam run down the line, fake a handoff, hand it to him because he goes in the end zone every time. He's unbelievable. He is unbelievable. I mean, hey, Jay Sam, go go in the end zone. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, he's another prime example. Yep. Nobody really recruited him. Yep. We took his commitment early in the summer two years ago. There it is. And he's everybody's favorite player right now. The proof is. In the put. Yep. Yeah, so they, they know what they're doing. I think that's no, no doubt. That's apparent. Yeah, I agree no with you doubt. on offense, though. I mean, I think that's that's kind of how we expected it to go this year, you know, early on this year with the first four games. Uh, just basically running it down somebody's throat if that's possible. Yeah, um, I mean, it, look, we've got the horses to do it. Yeah. You know, but the thing is – the one thing I've noticed about this staff, you know, in the interviews I've seen with them outside looking in, is they're not going to let anybody on that team get comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I think you've seen it. Somebody gets hurt, somebody else steps in, and, yep. you know, that person might take your job, right? And that, yeah. That's something we haven't had before. We haven't had that kind of depth before. I think that's amazing. It's, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long it's time. It's been a while. Yeah. You know, but it's nice to see. But that goes right back to what me and you were talking about earlier. Yeah. It goes right back to fruit. Yep. You so know, you I'll r- tell you what I want to see. This game in the you know, fourth quarter when they put McClendon in, I want to see him throw a 70-yard bomb. I heard all these rumors about him throwing 70 yards in practice. I want to see him just drop a bomb on somebody. Well, just I can tell out. you this for a fact. He threw a 70-yard bomb in the Shrine Bowl. Cause I witnessed it. <laughs> I witnessed it. And so I can tell you he can do it. 
I want to see um, it. That's what I want to see. Let him throw it. Just let him chuck it. Jalen's going to be I, – I mean, I really think he's he, – he's – He's got a whole lot of potential. Yeah. You know, I mean, he really does. You can see him settling in. The first game when they put him in, he was a little nervous. They handed off a bunch. And then, uh, you know, the last heck, game. I'd be nervous, too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but the last game they put him in, you know, and he's moving around the pocket. He's making throws on the run. He's scrambling for first downs. I think he's starting to feel a little more comfortable. I well, one thing I noticed last out. game was his head was moving. Yeah. Yeah. So when he was running, he was still looking somebody downfield to throw it to. Yeah. That's one of the main things I noticed with him. Right. Which is, in my opinion, good. That's amazing. I mean, that was one of Philip Rivers' you know strong suits. Is he never looked down? He was always looking up. He didn't care if people were chasing him. He was looking downfield. Well, now, yeah. now let's be honest. I love Philip, but we didn't really want Philip running too much. That's absolutely right. <laughs> Philip will tell you, Philip don't want to run too much. That's right. I mean, I love it. God, yeah. I love it. But if he had to outrun somebody, eesh, yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it is what it is, right? Right. All right. So we got we got the packet nine and three. Both of us agree on that. So I assume that means a W this week. What's the score going to be? Five hundred and nothing. <laughs> I'm a pack fan, man. Come on. I, you know what? I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say forty two to seventeen. I really want to say forty five to seventeen just because I want to watch Kyle do his stance kicking a field goal. I wanna see him kick a field goal. <laughs> you know. But yeah. I'm gonna go with forty two to seventeen. Like and that. I think they'll get a late touchdown in, in junk time. Yeah. I think we're yeah. going to load the box and make them try to throw. I mean, I think it's going to be 10, 10 in the box and one guy on the outside. Hey, I, I would. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, that running back for them, he's good. He's that, that, good. You know, don't shoot yeah. yourself. Yeah. Um, but like old coach used to tell us, if you 11 do your job, they can't stop you. Yeah. And they're you well know, coached, too. Oh, yeah, no doubt. You know, uh, Bobby Wilder's only, I mean, Odie's only has football for six years. He's been there for all six years, yep. and his record is amazing. Like, that's just, it's astronomical what he's done. It's amazing. He's yeah. done a great job. He won't be yeah. there very long, I don't think. I, I don't I don't foresee Old Dominion coming out and, quote, unquote, being intimidated. Right. I agree. Um, I think they're going to come out confident. Heck, they played us last year at our place. Yep. But, in Comparing last year to this year, I think we're better, and I think they're more one-dimensional. Yeah, I I, you know, I agree. I think that last year, uh, you know, NFL caliber quarterback makes a difference in that game. Oh yeah, of course it does. I mean, look at the run we had. Yep. You know, Philip, Mike, and, and Russell. Yeah. I mean, it, it, a quarterback, a good quarterback, can give you an extra two wins a year. Yeah, I agree. So, but I'm saying I'm gonna say 42-17. I like it. I think I said 42-21, but I think that's you know right. We're feeling the same thing. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'd be glad with 42 to 41. <laughs> Wins a win, right? I mean, at the end of the day, nobody goes where you won by one. It right. still counts as a win. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, that's just win. Yep. Well, 
I think I've taken up enough of your time on a Thursday night and Clemson Louisville game's getting pretty good. Is there anything you'd like to ask to our audience? Keep it positive. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll see that I never down a kid, down a school, nothing. Keep it positive. All we're trying to do is portray and show how how positive NC State is. So just keep it positive, and please, whatever you do, come to the stadium and be loud. Please. And come back after halftime. Yeah, come back after halftime. <laughs> I mean, you know, Lord have mercy, just sit your seat. That's right. It'll be all right. The food and the beer will not spoil. <laughs> but in the cooler, let it be. Other than that, as I always say, we are one Wolfpack family. I love it. I love it. All right, Wolfpack Patrol, I appreciate you taking your time and joining us. And Yes, uh, sir, buddy. I appreciate you having me. We hope to have you on again. Hey, I'm always here. All right, thanks, man. All right, buddy. <laughs>